Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allendary, and I'm an infectious disease specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health education expert, that's me, talk to healthcare professionals about what you need to know about COVID-19, as well as community and public health. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Booster shots causing some skepticism in unvaccinated groups. Public health officials around the country are continuing to work with unvaccinated groups, hoping to explain the safety and benefits of the vaccines, but many of their comments are falling upon unwilling listeners. The recent approval of a COVID-19 vaccine booster has complicated their efforts. Some are very eager to receive their booster vaccine dose. However, it has made some who were already skeptical even more so. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. I was so happy to get my booster dose. I actually did it on television with Doc Griggs, where I vaccinated him. And then the rest of the uh, Fox 8 News staff was able to boost them as well. And it was a pleasure and honor to do so. Yeah. According to a Kaiser Family Foundation survey, 71% of unvaccinated respondents said the introduction of a booster shot made them believe the vaccine was not working. Why? Mm -hmm. Why would you think that? Wow. Like, like, I would imagine a lot of them have children and a lot of them recognize that there's three dose vaccines. Like, Mm -hmm. and so this is anyway, recently millions who were unvaccinated decided to get the vaccine due to increasing fear of highly transmissible Delta variant or due to the rapidly increasing vaccine requirements by employees across the country. There's a group of definitely not who say they will never get the vaccine. Wow. which Kaiser Family Foundation reports to be about 12 to 15% of their respondents. Those who were recently vaccinated fell under a different category, the waiting to be convinced or waiting for the right time group. The approval of a booster is helpful to protect vulnerable groups, but it has also provided more reason and skepticism for the vaccine holdouts. Skeptics feel that the need for a booster is just more proof that the vaccine is not protective and provides them even more reason not to receive it. Doctors and officials are getting frustrated and burnt out trying to convince people to get the vaccine. Boy, oh boy, is that an understatement. Mm -hmm. Some feel their efforts are best spent reaching vulnerable populations who want to receive a booster dose. Yes, indeed. But many health officials feel it is crucial to state, restate, and overstate the importance of the vaccine. There's nothing wrong with being wary of receiving the vaccine. That's why it's necessary for there to be clear and concrete evidence to back up the safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Uzma Saeed, an infectious disease specialist in Long Island, New York, told the New York Times, it's an uphill battle. I can't say these conversations don't come with tremendous burnout, but you keep going in hopes that you reach even one more person to change their mind because that's a life saved. Dr. Saeed put it best. It is a tough and uphill battle, but the more people that receive vaccines, the more lives that will be saved. Yes, indeed. Antiviral COVID medication is the only step toward COVID equity. 
In early October, pharmaceutical company Merck announced that their antiviral medication, Molnupiravir, had proven effective in early clinical trials at treating COVID-19 after the trial results found that the drug halves the chance of hospitalizations and death in high-risk demographics. The company applied for emergency use authorization with the FDA. Unlike major American vaccine manufacturer Moderna, Merck plans to allow manufacturers in India to produce generic versions of their COVID treatment in order to make more affordable versions of the drug available. It hopes to make these generic versions available to around 100 poor countries with low vaccination rates. According to the New York Times, this is a promising but insufficient step towards global COVID equity. And also to be clear, Pfizer is going to be doing the same thing as well. And I agree that this is insufficient because what we really need to do is lift the intellectual property from the vaccines. Right. But anyway, this is partially because some of the details of Merck's generic manufacturing deal are unclear. The company has already begun manufacturing the branded version, and it hadn't specified how much of the generic drug it will permit manufacturers to produce. The agreement also leaves out countries that aren't as poor but have low vaccination rates. This means that places like Brazil and the Ukraine could be forced to compete with wealthy countries for branded versions of antiviral medications as they become available. Jeez. In addition, antiviral treatments like Merck's are only effective in managing deaths and hospitalizations when combined with robust testing programs. This ensures that healthcare providers are able to catch and treat COVID cases before they become severe. Testing infrastructure and even tests themselves are insufficient in many countries. The World Health Organization approximates that only 15% of COVID cases in Africa are detected. And unfortunately, this could render the antiviral pills moot in some cases. That's right. Again, necessitating the importance of focusing on prevention through vaccinations rather than focusing on treatments. Right, right. Ketchup Boss says inflation is here to stay. When you hear the words ketchup and baked beans, most people would more likely think about the perfect condiment or a side dish for summer cookout. Instead, Miguel Patricio, CEO of Kraft Heinz, is making us think of inflation rather than side dishes. According to BBC News, Kraft Heinz, the international food company that makes tomato sauce and baked beans, has increased prices on more than half its products in the U.S., and Mr. Patricio admitted that it is happening elsewhere, too. The cost of ingredients such as cereals and oils has pushed global food prices to a 10-year high, according to the UN Food and Agricultural Organization. During the pandemic, the production of raw materials like crops and vegetable oils fell in many countries. Measures to control the virus as well as illness limited output and delivery. As economies have restarted, the supply of these products hasn't been able to keep up with returning demand, leading to higher prices. Higher wages and energy prices, labor shortages, lack of truck drivers in the UK, and rising logistical costs in the US have also contributed to the problems. Mr. Patricio said that consumers would need to get used to higher food prices, given that the world population is also rising, while the amount of land available to grow food remains the same. The head of research at an agricultural commodities firm say that big food producers like Kraft Heinz, Nestle, and PepsiCo will most likely have to pass that cost on to consumers. Other food like corn, sugar, coffee, soybeans, and palm oil have also been rising in costs. The head of research goes on to say that poor harvests in Brazil 
which is one of the world's biggest agricultural exporters. Drought in Russia, reduced planting in the U.S., and stockpiling in China have combined with more expensive fertilizer, energy, and shipping costs to push prices up. Unfortunately, PepsiCo recently offered their own warning to customers that it was also facing rising costs on everything from transport to raw ingredients, and that further price increases will be coming to customers at the start of next year. The one silver lining to the story is that because these large companies are talking about the rising costs now, consumers will have a chance to do their own research and start preparing now to figure out ways to deal with their increasing food prices before the new year begins. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and to leave us a review, letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at www.hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry, that's D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and to see and share our amazing animations and to find out more information about us and the show, go to noisefiltershow.com. Just as a reminder, COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus, HIV, do share the same risk factors. We are so grateful to our sponsors, Access Health Louisiana, and to the South Central AETC. You can learn more about them at www.scaetc.org. Hope, any last words? Yes, stay well out there, folks, and continue taking the steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, and seeing your healthcare provider regularly. And protect yourselves and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. As an infectious diseases doctor, I also want to share with the healthcare providers in our audience that the HIV Care Tools app was recently launched by the AIDS Education and Training Center, the AETC. And it's a fantastic tool for ensuring your patients have access to the best standard of care. I encourage you all to check it out. And remember, health is a human right.